Welcome to It's Your Money. I'm Susie Jones, and reminding you right out of the gates, if you have a financial question for Peg or Bruce, you can call this number 24 hours a day, seven days a week, one eight 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 six advice You can also email a question at yourmoneyatwealthenhancement.com, and you can text right now if you're listening, 651-461-9226. Now here is Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor Peg Webb and founder of Wealth Enhancement Group and financial advisor, Bruce Helmer. Welcome, both of you. Good morning, both of you. Good morning, Bruce. Hi, Peg. Hi, Susie. Good to be with you, as always. Um, So, Peg, you know, we thought today, since we've got about a week left before you have to file your tax return, if you haven't done it yet, we'd go over kind of a last-minute clinic of, things to think about or things you can do that might be helpful to people. Um, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm probably ready earlier than I ever am. I got my last K-1 last week, got to my accountant, and I think I'm done with everything I have to do, and I still got over a week to go, so I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, but today, before we jump into the topic, and you know, you always hear the cliche backed by popular demand, but that's really the truth today. Um, Peg, as financial advisors, I think our biggest job, and you talk about this very passionately, we, there's, a, there's a lot of things that we can do for our clients, but I think our biggest job is, and their biggest question is, can I retire when I want to with the lifestyle that I want to and not have to worry about running out of money before I run out of breath? You talk about creating a paycheck for life, and that's a huge responsibility, and we take it very, very seriously. And on occasion, we've had this promotion where we offer someone, if they want to just come in and see us with no cost, no obligation, we offer them this reality check report, which really kind of tells them if their idea or their plan of being able to retire is is realistic or not. And every time we've done this the last few times, we've had tremendous response, and people say, when are you going to do reality check reports again? So we are kind of bringing it back, actually, because it's so popular and people like it. Yeah, and Bruce, one of the reasons that people like it and people who have responded to um, us offering this before is because uh, I agree with you. That's probably the most nerve-wracking time is walking out from your job. And I'm talking about decades you've been working And then taking your life savings and creating a paycheck for the rest of your life. And I often say on the show, people who come and talk to me or any of the advisors at Wealth Enhancement Group, they bring in their life, you know, on a on a pile of paper usually. And we'll walk through it, including, you know, what did they make at work and what does their tax returns look like and what 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 goals do they have and and all their aspirations of this glorious time that we've all worked, you know, all these years. So this reality check, one of the things we are very famous for is is making things more simplistic for understanding. So this reality check is actually a reality, it's actually a check. So one of the things that I encourage my clients to do is, you know, get an analysis of your current investment assets and tax efficiency. Well, that's our unified questionnaire. And we um, create a unified inventory. You got to know where all your assets are. And then the second thing we do is then we take those assets and we start, we have to start, you know, um, 
forecasting a potential growth on those assets. We also need to estimate Social Security. What's that going to add to your retirement? And then a projection of taxes. We just talked about taxes. People are just getting done for the year here. But taxes matter in everything you do. So, yes, they want to tax Social Security, the government. They actually want to tax Medicare and Medigap premiums. And so one of the things that this reality check does is it walks through all those things. And then at the bottom of this reality check, it literally is a check. These are the net dollars that we project that you can live on for the rest of your life. And by the way, Wealth Enhancement Group has confidence that you can retire. Who doesn't need that, Bruce? Yeah, and and what I I like it's the we do a double entendre there on the word check. You're checking to see where you are, and then the final result after we do all these things looks like a paycheck, and it tells you the amount that we that you can comfortably take. And and and, and the other thing, Peg, if you're not where you want to be, we can also give ideas or suggestions or advice on how you can get on track and get to where you want to be. This thing is very personalized. It's not generic. Um, It's unique to your situation. And I think it can be helpful for for anyone. But I think, you know, the more assets that you have or the more planning opportunities there are. So I think it's especially effective for people, I don't know, um, with at least 250,000 in retirement plans or more. I think this is going to be really helpful for you. And it may not even be a question of, do I have enough money to be able to retire? But it might be, how much can I spend per year? Because de- depending upon the the results of this type of an analysis, how I live could change. I, I Maybe I can take more trips than I thought I could or go out and uh, take more vacations or have more dinners or whatever, whatever you want to do for fun. Maybe you can do more of it than you thought or maybe it's less of it than you thought. So it's not just do I have enough money, but do I have enough money for the lifestyle that I aspire to? And, and this, you're, you're right. This is just so valuable. And you can, you can, you can come in and see us and, and get one of these, no cost, no obligation, and have us do one of these reality checks for you. Yeah, and, and how you can get a hold of us uh, to set up that appointment is one eight eight eight. Two zero seven one three five two. Let me mention that again. You reach out to us to make an appointment with one of our advisors at one eight 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 two zero seven one three five two. Bruce. Yeah, and I know, uh, and I apologize, listeners. I know we throw a bunch of numbers at you. There's a number to call to ask a question live on the show. There's a number to call to ask a question during the week. And now we're giving you a different number. But we actually have people standing by right now to help uh, make this uh, uh, a reality, this phone call into a a meeting to get the reality check. Um, So, again, I apologize for all the different numbers. But getting this reality check might be the nudge you need to do financial planning and gain peace of mind to be able to retire the way when you want, the way you want, and not worry about running out of money. So, again, I'm going to repeat what Peg just said. That number, and someone you should have a live voice, you can call even during our broadcast today, one 207 1-888-207. One three five two. We'll probably mention that again before we're done today. But Peg, let's jump into the topic. Our topic, our last minute 
tax clinic? What what can people still do if they haven't filed yet um, for their 2021 tax preparation? Yeah, a lot of my clients are are letting me know that they're that they're done. Still getting a lot of calls from CPAs about some missing numbers, that kind of thing. So there is time, and then there's this thing called file an extension. Um, but although you have the ability to reduce your 2021 taxes, um, it's much more limited after 1231-21. But fortunately, there's just a few things that you could do to still get deductions, and one of those is an IRA individual retirement account. So you still have time to put in that 2021 uh, deduction. And we've got up until April 18th this year. So we got a couple, couple more days, but you can contribute uh, $6,000 or $7,000 if you're over 50 years old, provided that you have earned income. And believe it or not, believe it or not, this is still kind of confusing to my clients. Um, whether you can deduct that IRA, here comes all the different possibilities. And, uh, and, and I also should say, Bruce, you know, there's different types of IRAs. So there's a deductible one, there's a non-deductible one, and then there's a Roth IRA. So it can be confusing to people, but the one that you can deduct has all sorts of rules surrounding it. And it, it depends on whether you're uh, participating in your work plan, um, your elective deferrals, like how much you can defer within your company plan. It depends on if your company matches, if they put in profit sharing contributions, and there's some other employee benefits that might raise your income that maybe does, doesn't necessarily show on your paycheck, but it might disallow you from uh, being able to deduct that. And then there's definitely phase outs for deduction based on earnings. So um, you might be working at a job, but you have another part-time job. All your earnings are looked at to see if you qualify. And uh, we get asked a lot of questions about this because I find that not only are the rules plentiful, but, um, you know, each year my client's circumstances kind of change. So we have to revisit it again, Bruce. But what I thought I would do is just take a minute to talk about that deductible one, because we got to scurry on that, right? We got to get that in before April 18th. Then there's a non-deductible one that you actually have to fill out a form as well on your income tax. So you got to do that by, you know, April 18th. And then this Roth contribution, this is kind of interesting. You don't put that anywhere on your tax form. But you need to get that contributed by April um, 18th as well. So, uh, and then there's this thing called a spousal IRA. So, let's say that um, I was a spouse and I don't work, but uh, my significant other or my um, spouse works. And you may be able to take a, a, a deduction, you know, for both of you if you kind of follow these rules correctly. So, and usually it's if you're married filing jointly. Um, then let's take an example. So let's say you have a part-time job and you make $20,000 total. Um, well, one person is working, making that 20000 But if you're both over 50, you can actually open, you know, uh, an IRA for 14000 
7000 for the one that was working and 7000 for the spousal IRA. So this kind of uh, confuses people, too, like whether they're eligible. And more times than not, Bruce, I see that the person who's working normally uh, just says, oh, I can open up an IRA for 7000 And they miss this one uh, often. Bruce? Yeah, I remember when the law, and I think that's part of the reason for the confusion, the law used to be the non-working spouse could contribute, but it was only a fraction of the amount. It was, it was, it was far less, and now that's not true because uh, the government's taken the position, even if you're not working for a paycheck, this partnership, or the, if you're married filing jointly, uh, you're in this together, and if you have at least 14000 of earned income, you can put away 14000 on a pre-tax basis into IRAs. Peg, I'm glad you talked about whether it's deductible or not. And I know it's trickier than this, but I basically tell people that if you have a, a plan uh, at your work and you're participating in that plan, you probably cannot do a deductible IRA, probably. Again, I know it's a little more complicated than that, but I think that's generally true the vast majority of the time. But if they still have discretionary income, and if they don't make too much money, then the non-deductible Roth is the clear best choice in my mind. But do you get questions from clients and how do you address the issue of, should I participate in a traditional IRA or a Roth or both? How do you, how, do you get that question and how do you address it? Yeah, it is complicated in that um, I would say, uh, as you say a lot of times, Bruce, uh, everybody's a snowflake. You know, there's just not one that's identical to the other. So what I do is I take their entire circumstances into consideration when I advise on that. And what do I mean by that? Well, if if the client already has 100% of all their retirement money tax deferred, there's nothing else. They haven't opened a Roth. They haven't put away any after-tax money. You know, then I'm going to start encouraging them to pay some tax for a couple reasons. One is that the tax rates today uh, currently will change on January 1st, 2026, if something doesn't change. So our tax rates, I think, are actually favorable today. So I encourage them to pay some tax today and, and maybe do the Roth versus uh, taking the deduction. Now, you should see the looks on their faces when I tell them that. Like, you want me to pay tax now? I want, you know, and why wouldn't I defer it? I could earn money on that money in that, you know, IRA that I get to, to uh, deduct and grow tax deferred. Well, we witness on the backside because most people who come to Wealth Enhancement Group want us to help them grow their money and then create these paychecks afterwards. Well, I encourage them and, and show them that if you have all tax-deferred money uh, on the backside when you retire, I mean, you are just, you are just, you're, you're at the IRS's, you know, hands because you can't get any money out without paying tax on it. So let's just say, Bruce, you buy a new car for $35,000. I have to take out somewhere between forty-five and 50000 you know, out of an IRA to pay for that car. So that's just an example of why I encourage my clients, and I'm sure you do too, to diversify their type of IRAs that they do. 
Yeah, and you know, I think the big thing is from a financial planning perspective, and I always feel a little bad about saying this because I am not I'm not just globally being critical of of CPAs or accountants or tax preparers, but I think but I think people when they look at their tax situation and get advice from their tax professional they tend to be focused on the current tax year only. How do I reduce my taxes for 2021 if you're still looking at 2021? Well, at Wealth Enhancement Group, we look at how do you reduce taxes for your lifetime? And doing that may mean you pay a little bit more in tax in 2021, but you pay a lot less in 2031 or 2041. So we're looking at long-range tax reduction, not just the current tax year. And sometimes, believe it or not, you're better off paying a little bit now so you pay a lot less later. Um, I think before we have time also before we get to a break, uh, the other big thing that I think people need to be thinking about, um, I'd also take any other ideas you've got, last-minute tax planning, last-minute tax planning, but we should mention health savings account and anything else you can think of, Peg. Yeah, that health savings account, um, we did clarify last week, Bruce, uh, when you were uh, off, that a high-deductible health insurance plan is a good idea for some. There's still traditional health plans uh, out there. But if you have a high deductible health insurance plan, then you actually get to put money, deposit money into a health savings account. Well, we love these health savings accounts because you actually can uh, get a deduction for putting the money in the health savings account. It then grows tax-free for the future if indeed you use it for qualified medical expenses and then you can pull that money out you know tax free but then after 65 you can actually take that money out for any purpose without a penalty but you'd have to pay your tax on that um, on those contributions uh, if you take it out for buying a car per se so Last week, we clarified that uh, HSA uh, contributions, you don't have to be working. You can be retired and be on a high deductible plan. You haven't met Medicare uh, 65 years old. And by the way, Bruce, if you're 65, you're not eligible for doing a high deductible plan anymore. You'd have to go on uh, Medicare. So the deduction for that for 2021 is um, $3,600 for uh, single, and then family coverage is $7,200. But if you're over 55 years old, you get to add $1,000 to that. And I love, Bruce, that we're able to do that prior to um, April 18th. They give us the beginning of 2022, you know, to to gauge whether we want to do that or not. But anybody who is eligible, I highly recommend it. Yeah, and what makes that so powerful is, again, and I know we've talked about it a lot, but it bears repeating, you get a deduction for the contribution, just like a traditional IRA, but if you take withdrawals for qualifying health care expenses, you don't pay any taxes on the gain, just like a Roth IRA. So you get the features and benefits of both. It's like a super IRA charged on steroids. It's just, it's just a really efficient thing. And the other thing I tell folks all the time is if you don't use it, if you pay a lot of your expenses out of pocket, you can still go back years later if you can document those expenses and take a tax-free withdrawal 
to reimburse yourself for, for those out-of-pocket expenses. It's really, really cool. Hey, Susie and Pig, I know we're coming up against the break. Pig, we should probably mention the reality check report again that we talked about earlier and throw that number out again. Yeah, um, Wealth Enhancement Group has a lot of tools, you know, to give you ideas of how to create this tax-efficient portfolio and then create this paycheck. So we invite you to sit down with one of the Wealth Enhancement Group advisors for a free, no-obligation financial review meeting uh, and get your reality check report. That's what we're offering you at no cost. You can reach out and make an appointment. We've got people standing by 1-888. 207-1352. All right, very good. 1-888-207-1352. Call right now to get your free reality check with Wealth Enhancement Group. It is a marvelous resource. If, if anything, Peg and Bruce, just to get your financial house in order so you know where all your ducks are and what pockets need to be attended to. It is your money on News Talk 830 WCCO. Welcome back to the second half of Your Money. If you have a financial question for Peg or Bruce, you can call this number 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that is 888-6-ADVICE. You can also email a question to yourmoneyatwealthenhancement.com, or if you're listening right now and you want to text in, our text line is 651-461-9226. Once again, here is Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor Peg Webb and Founder of Wealth Enhancement Group and Financial Advisor Bruce Hell. Welcome back, you two. Thank you, Susie. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us, listeners. Uh, Or if you're just joining us, uh, we've been talking about last-minute tax things that you can do if you haven't filed yet in 2021. You've got uh, about a week to to still do some things. And uh, Peg and I were talking about contributing to traditional deductible individual retirement accounts. We talked about maybe still putting money into Roth IRAs. We talked about health savings accounts, um, and we talked about kind of the the rules and the hows and whys and uh, how these things work. But the one thing we didn't say, Peg, is, you know, when we talk about last minute still making these contributions for 2021, it would be nice if people were actually more proactive and we're already putting money away for 2022. Now, I know in some situations, they don't know if they're going to be eligible for some of these plans, and they have to wait until later in the year if their income is a variable income and, you know, and such. But to the extent that you can, the sooner you start participating in these plans, while it's on your mind right now, probably uh, the, the better. And, um, and, and I know we want to leave time uh, to try to get to some listener questions today too, but we should also talk about for people that maybe joined us late, we talked in the first half of the show, Peg, about this reality check report that we brought back again, because every time we we do a show on this and we make this offer, we get a lot of positive response. Yeah, Wealth Enhancement Group has created over, you know, 25 plus years, lots of tools that we can use to give an idea of how tax efficient your portfolio is and where you might want to add more money. And this reality check, number one, it actually first does an analysis of where your current investments are and what the tax efficiency is. That's after we create this unified um, inventory of all your assets. 
And then you have to kind of forecast for the future how much growth you're going to have. We estimate your we estimate your Social Security taxation. Um, well, first we estimate what your benefits are, and then how much of that's going to be taxed. And then the ugly one too is a pro- projection of taxes itself, including Medicare and Medigap premium taxes, um, how much you have to pay for that, and then uh, how much you have to pay tax wise. So it just no wonder it's called the reality check because it actually will show how much money do you actually get to take home net. And uh, we, why it's popular is because a lot of you out there just don't want to do this. Number one, maybe you don't know how to organize that, but you're coming to a professional who has done that as their career and then guide you. And the most important thing I think I heard today was what Bruce said it's not just about the numbers. It's about then inner um, twining, you know, what it is that you want to do in the future. Do you have enough money to do it? Do you want to take those extra uh, trips? So to re- review, to receive this reality check report, you need to call today and schedule this free no obligation review meeting with a trusted advisor. And, and to do that, you call one eight 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 two seven. no, one eight 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 two zero seven one three five two. Bruce. Yep. Uh, again, uh, there's people standing by now. There's no cost. There's no obligation. It's very specific to you. It's it's a definite value added. Um, again, the response to people that have taken us up on this offer has been nothing but fantastic and positive. So again, one one last time, the number one eight 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 two zero seven. One three five two. Come in for a no cost, no obligation meeting and get your uh, reality check report. Peg, so to, to to kind of put a bow on this topic today uh, of our last minute uh, tax clinic. Um, again, I think we did this a little bit in the first half of the show, but I want to emphasize the point. I think so many people are conditioned to think that they only want. IRAs and Roth IRAs. They only want money that's tax-deferred or tax-advantaged. And the reality is, is there's nothing wrong with also making investments that might be taxable. And I know people say, well, then i got to pay taxes every year, and it erodes my gains as compared to a tax-deferred plan or a tax-advantaged plan where maybe I don't pay any taxes at all. And that's true, but on a, on a traditional IRA or a tax-deferred plan, when you take withdrawals, you're going to, by law, pay ordinary income tax rates. Well, on, non, uh, on non-IRA accounts where you pay taxes every year, you might be able to pay long-term capital gains, which is a lower tax rate. You have typically liquidity on that money, which you might not have in your IRA or your Roth IRA if you're younger than 59 and a half. And, 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 and these taxable accounts also may allow for a step-up in basis. If you die with a highly appreciated asset, you might be able to leave that money to kids or heirs or loved ones without any uh, tax consequence. But if you die with an IRA and they inherit, they're going to pay taxes. My point being, not that IRAs or Roth IRAs are not good, but at Wealth Enhancement Group, we coach people to try to have money in investments of all three tax categories, taxable, tax-deferred, and tax-advantaged. Yeah, one of the things I'll really quickly just mention is um, clients that are in their 40s, uh, late 40s, early 50s, 
what an advantage they have if they come and see us because we're preparing you for having some tax years that you actually are in control. So let me give you an example. So I have um, some late 50s clients that recently retired. Uh, Congratulations to them. And they will not be taking Social Security until full retirement age. They do not have pensions that they have to turn on right now. They can still let those grow. But they've saved enough in their after-tax bucket that they can live off the cash they have in the bank. Well, why, why is that so great? Because that creates a, a tax return that has very little income. So then we can actually start pulling out some of those taxable IRA dollars. Or if they want to stay in a low income tax uh, bracket, there are some benefits out there that you might get your health care for free or reduced Because on income tax forms, you're going to look like you have no income. And so there's so many uh, possibilities with being able to control what opportunities you have by planning earlier. Don't wait till you're 62 or 65, you know, um, and then say, oh, this is what I have. Uh, You may lose out on a lot of opportunities. So what am I saying? You know, we'll help people at any stage, but I just love, you know, when people come in their late 40s and their 50s, and we still have time to adjust what they're going to look like at 62 and 65 years old. Bruce? Well, just to, just to finish on that, that, that is the smartest thing anyone has said today, Peg. Thank you. Um, let me just drive that point home. The difference we can make from from a planning from a financial planning aspect, the difference we can make in somebody's life that comes to see us at 50 as compared to coming to see us when they retire at 60 or 62 or 65, that 10 or 12-year difference can be absolutely jaw-dropping on how much better off we can help a client uh, have their situation be by planning sooner than later. So I'm so glad that you said that. Susie, I, uh, I, we've, we've talked long enough. Uh, I, I, let's get listeners involved. Uh, we'll take texts. We'll take calls. We'll take any question from anybody that has a financial question. 651-461-9226. You can call and ask your question directly on the air. Or, again, as Bruce said, you can text us. And how about this for starting early, you two? Good morning. I'm 19 years old and going to start investing. I am self-employed now and probably will be the rest of my life. Where should I start? Thanks, Noah. Boy, he's thinking ahead. <laughs> oh I love man, that. Peg, doesn't that just doesn't that just make your heart happy? Yes, it does. Um, because often on this show, I said, uh, you know, to young people, uh, a lot of times young people look at people that they deem rich. You know, they're 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 rich people. Well, if they thought of themselves at nineteen, they're actually rich in youth and time. And the power of compounding, uh, you can basically, if you follow, uh, you know, Investments 101, you will be rich if you start at 19 and start putting money away. So, Bruce, I'm a fan of younger people doing a Roth IRA, depositing money into a Roth that grows tax-free. Usually at 19, you're not at your highest point of what you're going to earn in your career. So your taxes are probably lower. So why take a deductible 
one at that time. Why not take a Roth? And then the other uh, point I want to make is a lot, a lot of times you can do your individual Roth and you can actually do a work plan. So a self-employed person can set up their own type of 401k or deferred plan or do a simple plan or something like that. So you may be able to do both, but I like the Roth idea the best. If you have minimal resources right now, I always encourage the Roth. All right. Yeah, I agree with that. And I was going to ask you, and you kind of went down that road, but are the options, so Noah's self-employed, are the options for self-employed people different than people that work, you know, that are employees of a larger company? And you kind of touched on that, but um, you want to elaborate a little bit on, on the different choices? Well, it just, it, it is based on income. You know, so if you have a job and you're making money within that employer, then there's limitations on whether you're eligible for a Roth or a deductible IRA or a non-deductible IRA. When you're self-employed, then you have choices as to, you know, setting up some kind of a deferred plan. But you have to be careful because if you're if it's just you um, within your company, it's a lot easier. But if you start hiring employees, then you need to find a plan because you're usually obligated to give those employees a percentage too if you're going to start building you know, your, your future within one of those uh, kind of company plans. All right. Yeah, I think of, I, I'm sorry, Susie. I think of you know, being self-employed, the first thing that came to my mind when, Noah, uh, when, when Susie was reading Noah's text is I thought of SEP, Simplified Employee Pension Plan, or KEO. Um, so these are forms of pre-tax retirement plans that are a little bit different than 401ks and IRAs. And the dollar amount that you can contribute is also different. And I, I will admit, I don't remember what the maximums are. I think it's some sort of calculation or percentage of your income. But you're right. The thing that's neat is if you're alone, you don't have to contribute for anybody else, which gives you the ability to contribute more for yourself. But as Peg said, if you add employees, you probably need to change the plan then to, to something else. But uh, Susie and Peg, that is so cool that Noah is 19 years old and he's listening to this show and he's thinking I about love that. how many 19-year-olds <laughs> could say that. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, another one on the other side says, I retired last year. Should I roll over my Roth 401k to something or not? Peg? Well, um, it kind of depends. I uh, am a fan of looking at it from an analysis standpoint. And it, what I mean by that, there's pros and cons for either leaving your plan at work or rolling it to your own independent IRA or Roth. And one of the reasons that I may recommend moving it is if you don't have any association with that employer anymore, then maybe you don't want to leave it there. A lot of times, Bruce, what I witness is in employer plans, because they have such a diverse uh, employee subset, that they normally give either way too many choices of what they can select, or they give very minimal choices, like a lifestyle fund, which um, you know, goes by when you're going to retire. So 
because I like to control things, anytime I have the ability to take my assets in my control, I roll over to a plan because I feel like I've got so many more choices. The other thing you want to look at and we look at is a cost analysis. So, you know, what is your employer charging? Because, by the way, that isn't for free. And so we look at the analysis of what that plan costs and then what were the costs be if you roll it into an independent um, account. Bruce? Yeah, the only thing I would add is um, uh, cost is a, is, a, is a consideration. It's not the only consideration. You might look at your company plan and compare it to going to an IRA and say, well, my company plan is actually a little bit cheaper, but what is the value of the, of the advantages that Peg brought up of having control and not having a corporate intermediary potentially standing between you and your money? Because that company plan, even a good plan, they can do things that might not be in your best interest. They can do a blackout or a freeze where you can't access the funds or change the investments and so forth. Um, so cost is an issue, but it's not the only issue. Um, if you're going to move to an IRA, what do you get for that cost? Well, as Peg said, you get independence, you get potentially more or, or better choices. But the other reason, Peg, why I have recommended people keep their company plan, somebody that's retired and they're 55 or older, but they're not yet 59 and a half, that company plan probably gives them greater flexibility for withdrawals and not having to worry about any kind of a premature withdrawal, 10% penalty. So that's another example in my mind of why we, we might tell someone not to consider moving their plan to an individual uh, IRA or an individual Roth IRA. So you're, you're absolutely right. You have to look at each situation individually, and it will vary from person to person. All right. You want to answer another text question, guys? Sure. Let's do it. This person says, I'm getting too much in Social Security. Can I take some of that Social Security money and put it into a Roth? Well, first off, Susie, I've never heard, I've never heard anybody say they're getting too much Social yeah, Security. But so, there it is. Peg, what do you, what, what, Peg, how do you coach someone uh, that's got too much Social Security? Well, I think um, what the texter is saying is is that they are getting more income in than they need. And so it would right. be they're nice not spending if spending at all. What are they yeah. Right. They're not spending at all. So um you have to have earned income to be able to contribute to a Roth. So if you indeed are retired and you don't work anywhere and you're not getting a W two from an employer, then you wouldn't be eligible for a Roth unless you're married and your spouse is still working then you can do the spousal IRA that I talked about um, earlier. So there isn't a whole lot of options that you can do if you don't have what's called earned income. Uh, Bruce, do you have anything to add to that? Well, the, the, the only thing is really quickly, um, and, and that, I, that was really good, Peg, but I, do you find, I, I find that the clients are still confused 
about the difference between a contributory IRA or Roth IRA versus rollover. Because on the one hand, we say you can't put money in if you don't have earned income. But in the next breath, we might say roll your 401k plan over or, or do a Roth conversion. And they're going, well, wait a minute. I thought you told me I couldn't do it if I, if I didn't have earned income. So maybe, maybe talk a little bit about the difference between rollover versus contributory. Yeah. So what the texter was talking about, I took it as I have extra social security. Can I take my net dollars after taxes and go put that into a a Roth? Well, that would be under the contributory and then you're under those rules. If you have an IRA that's taxable and it's tax deferred and you've had it there for a long time uh, and you want to try to get that into a Roth, and grow tax-free, you can do what's called a Roth conversion. So let's take $10,000. I've got it in my IRA. It's tax-deferred. I owe a bunch of tax on it. I could take that $10,000 and convert it to a Roth, pay the tax, and then have the Roth uh, grow tax-free. Now, there's rules with that Roth IRA, too. you got to be in it five years or 59 and a half before you could pull it out and uh, have the tax-free component. But we have clients doing that a lot, especially if their income is lower and we can rearrange things um, because their income is lower. All right, we have two yeah, minutes and really left. Quickly, yep, go ahead. Yep, really quickly. So I, I didn't mean to make... I was not making fun of the texter. I understand what their question was. What a, what a great position to be in to have more income than you need for your lifestyle. That's awesome. I wasn't making fun of them. It's just the way it sounded. I have too much money. Oh, woe is me. But that, that's a good problem to have. So really quickly before we, we call it a day, we should mention again, Peg and Susie, one more time, this reality check report, our listeners can call in, get a no obligation, no no cost, no nothing, no 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 catch, and just um, come in and get one of these reality check reports. The number is one eight 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 two zero seven one three five two. There's people standing by right now that'll take your call. One eight 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 two zero seven one three five two. Um, you can call and, and make an appointment right now. And Susie, I know we're coming up against the clock, right? Yes, I just wanted to a- ask you this quick test text question. This person writes, if I already have an advisor, can I still do the reality check, like getting a second opinion? I would imagine the answer is yes, right? Ab- absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And then the second opinion, maybe you're doing great. Stay with your current advisor. Everything looks super. All right, very good. That number again to get that reality check for free. One eight 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 two zero seven one three five two. Again, it's one eight 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 two zero seven one three five two. It's your money.